KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org. Good morning. I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Friday, December 30th. The head of a San Diego nonprofit is accused of harassment. More on that next. But first, let's do the headlines. Southwest Airlines says today is the day. Normal operations and a full flight schedule are expected to resume today with only minor disruptions. Yesterday, the airline canceled another 2,500 flights. It'll be safer and cheaper to get around town this New Year's Eve without having to drive. MTS is teaming up with North County Transit and law enforcement to offer free parking, free rides, and an expanded late-night schedule. Here is Priya Bart-Patel of the North County Transit District. So we have free parking at all of our stations. Also, when people get on, there will be, again, many schedules in terms of being able to have different stops. We have seven different stations across the uh, county. And of course, um, if they go online, they can check out any of the other ways for them to get around in partnership with MTS. The county wants revelers to leave their cars at home to prevent as many DUIs as possible. More information about the New Year's Eve transit schedule is at sdmts.com. The county is also urging residents to stay safe by getting their flu and COVID vaccinations and to take caution over the winter months when gathering indoors. That includes masking, washing hands often, and staying home when you're ill. Vaccines for both COVID and the flu are available at pharmacies and local medical providers. Cases of flu appear to be on the downward trend with fewer cases and deaths reported this week as compared to the previous week. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Employees of a major San Diego-based nonprofit are accusing their CEO of sexist and racist employment practices. Here's KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen with more. The San Diego Workforce Partnership is a quasi-governmental nonprofit that runs workforce training and job placement programs. Last month, a dozen employees sent a letter to its board members accusing CEO Peter Kallstrom of sex and race-based harassment and discrimination. The letter also says Kallstrom has a practice of using public funds to pay hush money to employees who confronted him over his behavior. The employees have thus far remained anonymous. The county government has hired a law firm to investigate the letter's claims. 
Kahlstrom's attorney told KPBS he was unaware of the allegations and believes that investigation will show they are without merit. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News. San Diego County has appointed its first geriatric officer. The new position will help support the region's aging population. Dr. Lindsay Yorman says a big issue for older residents is the high cost of living, and combating ageism in the workplace can help. If we can have work culture that helps to accommodate some of the changes that some of us experience as we age, that will help with income for older people. Yorman says affordable housing will also be important. The population of San Diego County residents over 60 is expected to increase to 1 million in about 10 years. We first introduced you to Ivan Chaban in September. He is a Ukrainian teenager who lost part of his leg in the war. But KPBS reporter Kitty Alvarado says learning to walk again isn't the only challenge the teen is now facing. Just three months ago, Ivan was taking his first steps on a prosthetic leg. He'd been run over by a Russian tank in Ukraine, the same tank that killed his stepfather. We had a little reunion at the House of Ukraine in Balboa Park. And his English is improving. What hasn't improved as much as Ivan would like is his ability to walk. That's because he had to go through an extra surgery. Two weeks ago, I started prosthetic care again, and after surgery, it became easier, and he can walk uh, more comfortable and no pain. Now Ivan is facing a new challenge. The San Diego family he and his chaperone are staying with only agreed to host them through the end of the year. He has hope someone will open their heart and home to him again. I don't believe in miracles, but I believe in people that make those miracles happen. Kitty Alvarado, KPBS News. Coming up, our film critics' picks for the best movies of 2022. We'll have that story and more next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org. Twenty twenty two saw theaters fully reopened, but audiences weren't quite ready to return in pre pandemic numbers. But that didn't stop filmmakers from delivering some stunning work that deserved to be seen on the big screen. KPBS film critic Beth Accomando saw hundreds of films this year and compiled this list of her top 10. 2022 is ending on a sad note, as I just received word from one of the owners that the Ken Cinema has been sold and is unlikely to remain a theater. It's not a surprise at this point, but it still hurts and is a great loss to the San Diego film community. 
As the year comes to an end, I'm also saddened by the fact that I still haven't caught up with all the 2022 releases that I wanted to watch. But I saw enough worthy films to fill my top 10 list. On a certain level, I feel a bit curmudgeonly as I grow more and more impatient with bland, formulaic storytelling. Top Gun Maverick may have saved cinemas and set the post-pandemic box office on fire, but it left me cold and bored. I did, however, find solace in foreign and independent films that pushed the envelope in terms of style, content, and narrative structure. It's always an agonizing process to rank my favorites because they tend to be diverse. Does fun rank higher than deep introspection? How can you compare horror, comedy, and drama? It's like trying to pick your favorite child when you love them all precisely because each is unique. So, without further ado, let the countdown begin. Go! At number 10 is the year's most intoxicatingly fun piece of pure cinema, S.S. Rajamouli's RRR. It features ridiculously gorgeous stars, crazy action set pieces, an evil empire you love to hate, melodrama to swoon over, and of course, musical numbers that are absolutely irresistible. In stark contrast to the over-the-top flamboyance of RRR is the subtle precision of Park Chan-wook's decision to leave. Coming in at number nine, Park's film is a police procedural, a film noir, a romance, and an intricately conceived challenge to conventional narrative structure. This is a film I wish I had seen on the big screen because I feel like I miss details on the small one. And honestly, I haven't even begun to scratch the surface of its meaning until I see it again. Its innovative style held me wrapped, and its characters were fascinatingly unpredictable. In the number eight slot is Broker, another Korean film, but this one directed by Japan's Hirokazu Koreeda. A young woman leaves her baby at a church adoption, only to discover a pair of brokers has stolen the child. She coerces them into letting her come along as they try to sell the child to new parents. Once again, Koreeda reveals that families can be formed from the most unlikely components. The film is achingly human, immensely compassionate, and exquisitely told. Equally exquisite at number seven is Lav Diaz's When the Waves Are Gone. At 187 minutes, this meditation on power, corruption, and violence is long and slow, but also riveting and brutal. Diaz takes his time and ratchets up tension with sublime, patient precision. Shot in bleak but breathtaking black and white, it offers little hope or relief, yet the filmmaking is so transcendent that you leave exhilarated. Coming in at number six, I have some comic relief, with Ruben Uslin's first English-language film, Triangle of Sadness. It opens by poking fun at an audition for male models. Is this runway casting for a grumpy brand or a smiley brand? Then moves to a luxury liner. <laughs> Russian capitalist and an American <laughs> communist. Oh. On a $250 million luxury yacht. But the humor has a savage bite as he skewers the rich and privileged. Privilege and power are on the table in my number five choice, Tar. Todd Field wrote the title role of a conductor who orchestrates her own downfall, specifically for Kate Blanchett and she devours the role. She dazzles us with an unflinching and perfectly calibrated performance. Now, the illusion is that, like you, I'm responding to the orchestra in real right. time, making right. the decision about the right moment to restart the thing or reset it or throw time out the window altogether. The reality is 
that right from the very beginning, I know precisely what time really? it is and the exact moment that you and I will arrive at our destination together. Control is key in my number four pick, Speak No Evil. Christian Taftrup's film is intense, anxiety-inducing, and puts you through the ringer. No one's forcing you to stay. And that's the source of tension. No one is forcing a Danish family to stay at the home of a creepy couple. But fear of social awkwardness keeps them from leaving. It's a brutal slow burn executed with an elegant, subdued style that captivated me from opening frame to last. I am paying attention. You need to pay absolute attention to my number three pick, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Michelle Yeoh plays Evelyn, a put-upon laundromat owner whose problems take on an existential dimension, as she's told the future of the multiverse depends on her. I'm not your husband, and he's not the one you know. I'm another version of him from another life path, another universe. I'm here because we need your help. Very busy today, a whole time to help you. There's a great evil that has taken root in my world, and has begun spreading its chaos throughout the many verses. I've spent years searching for the one who might be able to match this great evil with an even greater good and bring back balance. All those years of searching have brought me here, to this universe, to you. I know it's a lot to take in right now. Got to Mrs. Wang. Hello. Written and directed by the Daniels, individually known as Dan Kwan and Daniel Schneinert, the film comes at you with chaotic energy and sucks you in like a black hole. Yo's stellar performance gives the film an anchoring humanity that makes us care, even though the universe tells us that nothing matters. It is time to stop seeing. It is time to stop speaking. It is time to listen. My number two spot goes to David Cronenberg's glorious return to body horror in Crimes of the Future. I removed this tomb as part of our performance. We are performance artists. We perform together. I love seeing a 79-year-old filmmaker who's more radical and transgressive than his younger colleagues. This film offers a stunningly crafted meditation on Cronenberg's own career and on the relationship of artists to their work. An artist's commitment to his work is just one of the reasons I give the number one spot to Phil Tippett's 30-year passion project, Mad God. The film is a wordless descent into hell for the characters, the audience, and Tippett himself. Not unlike Captain Ahab and Moby Dick, you know, and I went down with the whale, ended up for a, a few days in a psych ward, and then recovery for about six weeks. Tippett gives us a film that's a fever dream, combining madness, chaos, despair, and beauty. Every frame of the stop-motion animation is dense with detail. It's bleak and dark, but also gorgeously seductive in its meticulous craftsmanship. It tells us that we are utterly insignificant and that nothing matters. But the film itself is absolute proof that art matters. So there you have it, my very personal and eclectic top 10 films of 2022. I hope you'll check some of them out. That was Beth Hakamanda with her top 10 film list for 2022. Here's looking forward to what's coming to theaters in 2023. That's it for the podcast today. The podcast this week was produced by Nico Will and KPBS senior producer Brooke Ruth. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. 
We'll be back on Tuesday, January 3rd. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and talk to you in the new year. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.